Hey, everybody, and welcome to EdSoul, a podcast for educators by educators. Each episode, we bring you insights, techniques, and strategies rooted in research that you can put into practice in your classroom right away. I'm your host, Rachel Logan. Hey there, soulmates. We are adding a little bonus mini episode for you today since we are only doing one episode during the month of December. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you five things to try when stuff gets tough. These are things that I am currently trying, have used in the past, or I'm actively working on because education is a tough profession and I am right there with you. I wanted to share a couple strategies that have been helpful for me, and I hope you find helpful as well. And if you have any great strategies that you are using that you'd like to share with us, please email us at education at sourcewell-mn.gov. And we would love to collect those ideas and share them out with our educator community group. Okay, so here we go. Five strategies or five things to try. The first one is super simple and takes almost zero time to do. Think about what the password is for any of your devices and change it to a passphrase. That is encouraging. So not only is this a security measure, so bonus safety, um, but this is also if you make it something that's encouraging or inspirational or funny, every single time you log into your device, it's like giving yourself an affirmation. So you could have none of these are my passphrases. So I want to be clear. I'm not handing out <laughs> I'm not handing out access to my device here, but you could pick something like you can do hard things or be the change or anything that's going to make you feel like I got this. I can do this. Um, You're amazing. You are smart. Whatever you want to do, you type it in. And I am telling you that when I type in my inspirational phrase, some days I type it in. I'm like, yes. I am rocking it today. I got this. And then other times when I'm having a really hard day, I type it and I'm like, and I have to type in this inspirational phrase and it still makes me kind of maybe believe it a little bit. So it's a really simple thing that also leads into the second thing you can try around um, affirmations. So number one, think about what your password or passphrase is and make it inspirational. Number two, Practice journaling, writing notes, and giving yourself self-affirmations. And I know this is not a new thing, um, but, and it might sound cheesy, but it really, it has worked for me in the past. So when I um, was in the first five years of my teaching career in the classroom, I hit a point where uh, things were really tough and some of that self-doubt and negative self-talk started creeping in and I actually started to believe those things. I started to think, you know, maybe I am not very impactful or maybe I am ruining people's lives or maybe I should be doing something else because somebody else could do this better than me. And when that self-doubt and that negative talk starts to creep in, it can really uh, mess with your mindset and change the way you think about yourself and the way you interact with others. So Uh, One thing that I started doing was journaling and writing to myself self-affirmations. And I felt like I had to channel back to a time when I did believe in myself. Um, Or I would take some truths that others were sharing about me, that things they could see 
that I couldn't see in myself during this hard time. And I would just write them down and then read them aloud to myself. And again, that sounds super cheesy, but I would write things like, you are an impactful educator. You are making a difference in people's lives. Whatever the phrase was, I would hand write it out and read it out loud to myself. And I would have to do this daily. And it was almost kind of like this fake it till you make it piece. But um, it did help to counteract and try to switch the narrative in my head that was telling me I couldn't do it, I wasn't good enough, and trying to rewire that thinking, reframe that thinking um, into what was really the truth, that even though things were hard, I was still showing up, um, I still cared, and I was still working towards um, being the kind of educator that I wanted to be. Um, sometimes I would put sticky notes on the mirror with inspirational phrases. Um, maybe you want to white, write white, white with write with a whiteboard marker or uh, something that you can erase off the mirror. Um, or if you, you know, want to get really creative, you could just buy some bath crayons and write yourself messages. So when you take a shower, you're like, oh, inspirational message as I get ready for the day, whatever it is. Um, but think about what um, stories you're telling yourself about yourself and what words you're using uh, and make them positive, encouraging and and Read it out loud to yourself. Say it to yourself. All right. Number three and number four are going to sound like opposites to one another. So let me explain. Number three is say yes. And number four is say no. So say yes to the things that really, really matter. So um, I'll speak for myself here. Sometimes when I start to feel bogged down with tasks Uh, Maybe I feel like, oh, there's so much content to cover. I don't have enough days. The test is coming. All of these pressures, all these external pressures, I start to uh, push aside the relationships or the people that are the most important. And sometimes even start to push out the fun and put it on the back burner. And that just makes life miserable for everybody, (laughs) for you and um, anybody that's uh, in your in your space, in your environment, or around you in your classroom. So um, think, pay attention and say yes to the needs of the people right in front of you. So I'm, I'm thinking of two examples of saying yes where it worked out really well for me. Um, one, I remember having students come back from a specialist. I think, uh, I, don't, I don't remember which specialist it was, but they came back and something had happened. It was either in the class or in the hallway but they were all riled up and they were completely dysregulated and, and ticked off, quite frankly. And we had this practice of having classroom meetings. So we would, you know, start the morning with a meeting. And, and these were uh, fourth graders. So it doesn't just have to be for little kids. Uh, this could be for any age. Um, and then we would have we would end the day in a meeting and sometimes we would have emergency class meetings when we just needed a reset, when we needed to kind of hit the reset button, figure out what was going on. People seemed dysregulated. And so my students came in and they were saying, Mrs. Logan, we need an emergency class meeting because of what had happened. And I'm I'm looking at the clock and I'm looking at we needed to start math and we were behind in math. And instantly I just wanted to say no. We need to get out your math journals. <laughs> we need to turn to page 21 or whatever it was. I wanted to get going. But I paused and said, okay, yes, let's do it. So we sat down, got in the circle. 
We hashed out whatever had happened. It probably took us 10 minutes. Um, and then we transitioned into math and and we were able to get into learning. And I think if I would have just jammed them through without stopping and saying, yes, they're asking to hash out whatever happened. They're not they're not ready to learn. Um, that math lesson would not have been impactful anyway. Um, so that's a learning-related say yes. And then I had another example that I was thinking about. Um, this is with, I can't remember if it was kindergarten or first grade, but younger students getting a little squirrely, kind of a little, you know, distracted. One of my students saying, can we have a dance party? <laughs> And right away, I'm thinking, no, we cannot have a dance party. We are here to learn. <laughs> but again, paused and thinking, you know what? A dance party would be pretty sweet right now for all of us. Yes, let's have a dance party. Put on two songs. Everybody gets up and dance. We're laughing. We're smiling. We're having fun. And then we sit back down and we're ready to learn. So, you know, pay attention to the people in front of you and when we're pushing people, relationships are fun out the door in the name of tasks or deadlines. Um, pause and say yes. When when and sometimes your students might not be asking for it, um, so pay attention to what you're seeing too. When you think you know you need to just stop for an emergency class meeting or a dance party. All right. So the inverse of say yes is say no. And this is not a new concept. We've all heard this, but you have to know your limitations. You have to set boundaries. Um, how many committees can you be on? How many, you know, things can you do? And if you know me well, you're probably listening to this going, you are terrible at that, Rachel. <laughs> and you are right. This is one I am working on. Okay. This is my lifelong journey to continue to set boundaries because I want to do all the things because I love doing all the things. Um, but, you know, you, this whole, we've said it a million times on here, you can't fill from an empty cup. Um, if you are run down or cranky or stretched too thin, you can't give your best self to others. And so um, even, you know, especially in the month of December, the, a lot of times there's a lot of parties and potlucks and concerts and, and there's just a lot going on. And, that's okay. If people want to participate in those, they absolutely can. And if you decide, like, I can't bake anything, then don't. <laughs> or if you feel like, you know, I just can't, um, I can't attend that party or I'm not going to be on another committee, really being okay with knowing when you can say no um, and, and when you need to, again, prioritize what's going to be most important, who is in front of you taking care of yourself, um, and I want us to also think about how we make sure we're creating a culture that makes that okay. You know, so like if I say, you know, I'm actually not going to bring anything for the baked potato bar on Wednesday because I can't even pick up shredded cheese from the grocery store. <laughs> like that's too much that our colleagues are not saying, oh, come on, just join. It's fun. Or, oh, don't be a party pooper. You know, like. Being aware enough and being the kind of staff that says, like, that's okay. Like, that's all right. Take care of what you need to take care of. And that doesn't mean that that person is, you know, a negative Nancy or a party pooper or whatever. It just might be somebody that knows their limits and knows their boundaries. And it's going to be different for everybody. So also not trying to compare 
you know, how much you do or don't do to the next person because uh, we all have different capacities in different areas. And so um, just respect one another's boundaries and, and know how to set your own. Okay, number five, last one. Uh, use a visual to help prioritize what's the most important and what you can let go of. And so um, I'll share another personal story. Um, <clears throat> I know when I am overwhelmed because I start zeroing in on the tiniest things. And so I'm thinking back to a time where I literally saw a piece of thread on the carpet and lost my mind. Like, this house is a mess! <laughs> because there's a piece of string on the carpet. Like, hello, that's someone's dysregulated. It's me, all right? So I... I had to take a step back and realize, like, okay, there's some stuff going on here. Like, I am clearly overwhelmed. Um, and so I made a list of everything that was driving me crazy, everything that was stressing me out, from the big to the little. I mean, I and at this point in my life, I was not married and didn't have children. I was even like, I can't even walk my dog every day. Like, I'm not even a good mom to my dog. I was just stressed out about everything. So I listed everything. <clears throat> That was bothering me. Laundry, dishes, grading, um, behaviors, everything. And then I made um, a target. So in the center, uh, a circle in the center and then two outer rings. So in the center of the target, I put the things that were the most important to me. Uh, Non-negotiables, uh, things like people and relationships. And then in the middle ring, I put things that were important, but maybe... Um, you know, something that I could plan for or make a plan for. And then on the outer ring, I put what are some things that I can let go of or what are some things that don't have to happen right now? So like if I leave the dishes in the sink for one more day, is that really going to hurt anybody? No. And then I went and started um, putting each of those items in that target. And what it did was give me some perspective like, okay, not everything is an emergency. Not everything has to happen right now. And it also made me realize I was really zeroing in and focusing on the thread on the carpet or the dishes in the sink, which once I put that into perspective with the target, were really not the most important things and, and didn't align with my values of like, this is, you know, my core value is not, I will have the cleanest dishes of anyone in the land. <laughs> like... No, that's, that's not what I want to be known for. So how do I make sure that I'm prioritizing my time and energy towards the things that are in the center of that target? Um, and that really helped me, like I said, gain perspective and then make a plan for the things that needed to get done and, and try to let go of some of the things that um, were not so important. So those are the five things. Um, like I said, they some of them are ongoing for me. Some of them I have to pull out again when, when stuff gets tough, but I know that as we're wrapping up the calendar year, it's a busy, busy time, and it can be a stressful time, so uh, be kind to yourself and one another, and um, like I said at the beginning, if you've got a strategy that we can share out within our Facebook educators group, we'd love to lean on the collective wisdom of, of each of you, because we know that this is tough work, but it's really important work, and we just thank you so much for what you do for students each and every day. Talk to you later, soulmates.
That's all we have for this episode of EdSoul, a podcast for educators by educators. If you are loving the show, make sure you share it with a friend. Your personal recommendations are powerful. And if you really love this show, we would love it if you could rate and review us within your preferred podcast app. Your ratings and reviews will help other people discover the show and benefit from these great strategies as well. Check out our show notes for a recap of this episode and a list of resources mentioned or referenced. If you're a social media type, connect with us on Facebook. Search Education Solutions Educators Group and request to join. If you're an e-newsletter type, you should subscribe to our education e-newsletter by emailing us at education at sourcewell-mn.gov. The e-newsletter goes out monthly and includes updates and events for our local educators. Special thanks to our Sourcewell Education Solutions office support team and multimedia for your production support. This podcast is brought to you by Sourcewell. Sourcewell is one of nine service cooperatives in Minnesota. We are a self-sustaining government organization that partners with schools, local government, and nonprofits to boost student and community success. Learn more at mn.sourcewell.org.